Hello and welcome to the series finale of All Round Mine with Primark. I am Ariel Free. I'm sad. I'm sad too, and I'm George Lawton. And uh, indeed, we're going to be heading round the home of a star for the final time this series. How did the end of another series come round so quickly? I don't know, and I feel like we still like not covered all bases yet, like all of the home hacks, yeah. like the inspo. Like I feel like. There's just like the areas we haven't like actually like dissected yet. So much positivity we've not gone into, but I think there's only one way to end the series, and that's with a bit of negativity. Oh so, uh... <laughs> what are you going to miss me? Uh, yeah, I'm going to miss you a lot. Actually, why did you say air eh? before? Uh, yeah, got to give it some thought. <laughs> but uh, on that on that subject, mm-hmm. uh, what's the one thing? in your home that you don't like oh do you know what I can tell you this and I don't know why it's still in my flat have you ever had a night out and just like ended up with random objects in your bag uh, just say yes sure yeah because <laughs> um, it happens to me quite a lot one of my favourite jumpers it was a jumper that just was in my bag after a New Year's Eve night right. out okay so basically what you're saying is uh, when you drink you turn into a kleptomaniac I'm not no I'm not a thief but just things arrive in my bag and um, I had a night out once and the next day was this like kind of goblet large tall glass thing with like it's kind of trying to do like a Hawaiian like beachscape and there's like a naked lady on it she's got like a grass skirt I think it's from one of those like posh West End clubs you know in like Mm -hmm. London I maybe thought I was like well one of my mental um it is the ugliest thing it sounds amazing no I I was just thinking that I wanted one it's like the artists, I think, had had a couple of drinks when they designed this <laughs> goblet. But for some reason, I've never got rid of it. And like, if I ever get like a tiny bunch of flowers or like a couple of daffodils, things like that, yeah. I just have to use it because the only thing that's like a size appropriate. But for my, I just don't know why I still have it in my flat. I'll Every time what, I look at it, I'm like, that is disgusting. Let's swap our two least favourite things. Okay, I'll have what's that, yours? And you can have my dodgy <laughs> wireframe sort of filing cabinet thing that was left in the flat. Filing when we moved cabinets in. are quite useful, though, babe. Yeah, but it's so ugly, Ariel. It's horrible. It do you awful. actually file any paperwork? No. So we had to then make a decision what to do with it because it was in the kitchen. It looked awful in the kitchen. So we just moved it in front of the stairs and we put all our shoes in there. Mate, you smashed it. Yeah. Why would you ever get rid of a shoe rack that's made of wire? It is grim, but Most it does... Most shoe racks are those awful plastic things that like click together and then they yeah. just fall apart with like one boot that's a little bit too weighty. True, but the first thing you see when you come into our flat is a filing cabinet with shoes in. <laughs> I bet you our guest doesn't have that issue. I am pretty confident that she won't, to be honest with you. Much more stylish than a wire filing cabinet. What are you saying? All right, so this week we are um, all invited round to the wonderful home of Geordie, Queen of the Jungle, TV personality, feminist and author. Stick the kettle on, Vicky Patterson, because we're coming over to your place. Hi, guys. So you walk straight into my house. I live in a lovely little estate. It's, like, gated, like, six, seven other houses. All my neighbours are class. Um, we feel really fortunate that we've hit the jackpot. So you walk into my house and we have a gorgeous big staircase with little lights going up the side. Um, it was one of the features that first made me fall in love with the house. Um, I plan on putting like a gorgeous black, white and grey stair runner down there and beautiful black and white photos of like myself and Erkan and Milo. Um, and then the downstairs of the house is relatively open plan, um, big, large kitchen, dining, living area. Um, and at the moment um, that is where we spend most of our time even though that's kind of where I anticipate spending the vast majority of our time like big bifold doors out the back that you like just push back in the summer and it extends out into our gorgeous garden and stuff but oh oh, Milo's got my hang on Milo's got my mission Um, we have like a beautiful long dining table with chairs and like a bench and stuff and I just see gorgeous big family Christmases there Oh, my dog's gone upstairs now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, huge, great big island, loads of storage space. I'm right into my cooking since Master Chef, so this is the perfect space for me to explore that little hobby of mine. Next is kind of like the formal living room. And we haven't done much in there yet, apart from get some paneling, but it's going to be gorgeous. Um, and it's got a big open fire, like fully functioning fireplace. And that's where I kind of see us cozying up on cold winter nights. <laughs> um, anything else I haven't mentioned downstairs is a tiny little boot room at the front, um, which is where we hide all of our shoes from Milo. <laughs> nice downstairs bathroom with gorgeous tiles in. Again, another selling point for the house for me. It sounds so silly but I'm a sucker for a tile. We have a cute little utility room, which isn't big, but does the job, and a huge double garage, which eventually I am going to turn into a big cinema room and bar. <laughs> Upstairs, we have five bedrooms. Um, the master, a large bathroom with a bath. Thank you, Milo. Um, three spare bedrooms, uh, one of which we're turning into an office. Um, and across from that is kind of like a a bedroom and then a split level up to the third floor which kind of is like a mezzanine walk-in wardrobe but because we have no kids because we really have no need for four spare bedrooms we are going to turn the downstairs of that walk-in wardrobe so back on the floor two we're going to turn that into an extension of that loads of place for me clothes to breathe there's also a gorgeous ensuite in there and that's just going to end up being our glam room um, when we make up artists, me hairstylist, me stylist, and everyone, we get ready for lovely events and we're not in the kitchen and we're not bothering her can. Hey, mm-hmm. she doesn't have a wire filing cabinet shoe rack, but she does have a bit room. It's Vicky Patterson. Hi, Vicky. <laughs> oh, God, guys, right. Full disclosure, I didn't know you were going to use that in this. And, like, if I did, I probably would have I would have put Milo outside. Can you just hear him trashing the place in the background? I liked his cameo like, appearances, oh, 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 to be honest. I, um, I confess that... Um, for about five minutes, I thought Milo was your boyfriend and not her fan. And then when you turned around, you like, oh, Milo's got my shoe. I was like, what? What? Oh, it's a dog. I like how he was just attacking things throughout the entirety of the home tour. Um, but there's also something that he was attacking after the home tour more recently, wasn't there, Vicky? Yeah, babe. So he's destroyed me. Headphones, guys. I'm so sorry. Like, I bet you with everybody else, you have such a very smooth and like, oh, never. Short, no. short setup. No? Oh, okay, great. Yeah, everyone's always there. They're a technical disaster or there's like delivery men we had Josh didn't we like had doorbells like constantly going <laughs> yeah. off during the it's because everyone's doing them from home aren't we it's a, we're diving into yours we're all around yours yeah. um, so no to fear not uh, there's been dishevelment everywhere where did you get the <laughs> headphones from in the end so, as I mentioned at the start of that little sneaky home tour, which, by yeah. the way, is awful to hear back. Like, I hear my voice, right? And I sound so smug. And in through my gorgeous living space, like, oh, shut up. No, I'm not, not at I all. liked it because you were like, oh, I can see this. And you're like, I can oh. see Christmas is here. And then yeah. I want to have my wee glam room, so I'm not annoying her. And I was like, this is so lovely because you've, like, got a plan for each room. <laughs> but, yeah, I ended up, um, I put it in the group chat with all my neighbours. And I was like, has anyone got? any headphones my lost tune mine um bless them so yeah i had a couple of offers which is a true testament to just how kind my neighbors are but these these ones were the most age appropriate there was (laughs) pink sparkly ones from a neighbor's kids which i didn't think would go down as well (laughs) that's so lovely that you've got that sort of network around you that you can just ask for these sort of things i mean i know that ariel's got a sort of group chat for for her flats but it it doesn't go quite as well for you does it? i just get accused of having parties all the time like i'm not even in the country and they're like, can someone like, can you turn off the music? And I'm like, I'm, 
I'm not even here. <laughs> and actually, we were just saying so. I was in Ibiza recently DJing, and you were in Ibiza, and you were, put a video up, and it was me DJing in the background. And I was like, we hadn't met yet, and I went to be like, Nikki, that was me DJing, and we're going to be in a podcast together next week. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't believe it when I seen your little name on the lineup. I said to my mates, I was like, I swear I'm on a podcast with her next week. <laughs> and how was Oh, great. You are Thank great. you. You have to say that because I'm literally... <laughs> <laughs> and did you manage to have all the shimmies and shakes whilst you're on holiday? Oh, I've shimmied and shaked everywhere. I'm so tired <laughs> now. I feel like 103 and like I've been hit by a car. Nobody wanted to isolate more than me this week. I am so happy. <laughs> Was that your first holiday together with Arkin? Is that... Have you been together for a while? Yeah, so it's it's absolutely flown, Ariel. Honestly, like, I still can't believe how long we've been together myself. We, we've got... It's coming up three years. Wow. I know, yeah. Well, you have been, like, so busy before, like, going away in your holiday. You, we saw you pop up in Ian Sterling's Buffering. I did. At, is that your acting debut? Uh, so, I did. And I don't know if people would call it acting, because I was kind of just... I was flying by the seat of my pants. I don't know if you're so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of... Um, Tom Davies, Murder and Successful. Yes, yes, no. brilliant. Honestly, George, you need to watch it, mate. It's so absolutely funny. class. Okay. He is hilarious. Oh, he's unreal. He's one of my favourite people ever. And like, he's just so <laughs> talented. Basically, yeah. the premise oh, wow. is like, everybody's famous. It's, it's successful. That's what the town is. Yeah. Um, but they're all played by like excellent impressionists. And you've got like Gordon Ramsay's the head of police. And <laughs> you've got like um, Lorraine Kelly is like someone else. And honestly, so good. And every week he has like a new detective comes in, like a new police officer. <laughs> and it's me or Jamie Lang or Mark Wright. Yeah. And we've got to help him solve the case. And we're the only ones who aren't scripted. So we've, ah. we've just got to like laugh along and hope for the best <laughs> and it sounds so bizarre and surreal and it was it's to brilliant. a certain extent yeah but it was amazing so I suppose I did that when I came out the jungle and I felt like mm. I was acting there um, even though I was trying to be myself I got so carried away because it's amazing it was like big it felt like the first big budget thing I'd ever done um, so I did that and then of course yeah Ian Sterling so I've certainly got a taste for it now and I've no doubt it'll be no time at all till I win me Oscar yes. <laughs> without a doubt I need to know though does, does Ian Sterling's voice sound exactly the same as when we hear it on Love Island yeah it's exactly the same and it's so <laughs> off <laughs> I can actually do a really good Ian Sterling impression I don't impression. think you can do better than me babe no I'm pretty Scottish, sure I can so I've kind of got an advantage on you go then go okay on. here we go Tonight on All Round Mine, George and Ariel are speaking with Vicky. And Ariel's looking like I've completely messed this up. I thought that See? was so good. That is very good. I think good. uncanny. I think you might be I, here. You should go on that mode of successful and play Ian Sterling. <laughs> That's what you need to do. It's all he in the cadence. He does talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the inflections. The yeah. <laughs> I just want him to talk about the fire pit and coupling up and going for a chat. It felt so weird to not be having those conversations with him. <laughs> Tell us about your, your workout and gym space at home. Oh, um, do you know what, right? That was like, this has been such a bone of contention. You've, you, have you spoke to Erkan? Because I feel like you've gone straight in for like what we row about the most. <laughs> we had a work before. This is the yeah. subject of the domestic <laughs> so basically we, when we were looking for houses and stuff like it was in lockdown and we'd spent so much time in our lovely little flat together which like we we loved so much it was such a cozy space but like 
it was very open plan so we watched tv in the same place we worked out and the same place I did my podcasts and the same place we had dinner and I kind of just longed for a house where you know you had your specific rooms for specific things and I wanted a dog so I wanted a garden and anyway all these things so the first thing we were sort of saying was um we'll have we'll turn the big double garage into a space for Erkan to work out he's a personal right. trainer he's really into his fitness he loves his bod all the rest of it <laughs> so I was like yep we'll get those squishy squishy sheets down on the floor that everyone gets you know them squishy tiles <laughs> yeah. that yeah. everyone's yeah. always got we'll get them and you can go in there hun and have the nicest time because I was like because I've got the rest of the house you know <laughs> and I thought I was being so benevolent giving him this little space until I got here and then I mentioned we live in this lovely little cul-de-sac and everyone is so nice. But the thing that you get is it gets a bit like desperate housewivesy. Oh. So I'm like, mm-hmm. have you seen what they've done to their garage next door? They've <laughs> turned it into a cinema room and Erkan's like, no. So we go and see it and obviously then next thing you know, I want to turn the garage into a cinema <laughs> room. So his poor little gym space, which was in all honesty, the only space in the house I allocated him, has just got <laughs> further and further out to the point where now i'm considering buying one of those like summer outhouses for the garden yeah Yeah. it's just so we can go there so i don't have to give him any of the house just give him a shed (laughs) a shed in the corner it can fit a treadmill it's basically (laughs) a glorified shed that i'm planning on giving him yeah (laughs) what about milo though because i mean we need to have his space in the the garage Mm. what would he have would he have his own little kind of like childhood pad (laughs) workout space a giant fluffy pineapple that he can just sit in yeah that'd be amazing what what is milo's story when when did you so I've wanted a dog like all my life and um obviously me mum and dad being fully aware of how much work um puppies can be never let us have one um they were, were all busy so I um always just had cats and like nothing against cats but they're very indifferent aren't they like they yeah. don't give you the <laughs> yeah. same kind of loyalty and love that a dog does so <laughs> as soon as I was old enough and grown up enough and had the space for one i put my name i put my name down at dog's trust oh, oh brilliant. love it yeah to get a little puppy in that um and it's a lot more difficult to get a puppy with dog's trust than it is to get like an older dog um and so we said to them like honestly we're not fussy like we'd love a big dog we'd love to get some of that puppy experience because it's both of our first dog um but like we, we will take anything um and after about six months they rang to say um that they'd had three puppies um smuggled in the country uh, illegally oh. yeah and um they'd intercepted them got them and um we could, we could come and meet come and meet them if we wanted <laughs> so of course then the only problem was like me being like ah, i want them all <laughs> i'll take three <laughs> you went all cruella de vil <laughs> basically i just lost my head um so yeah so we um we didn't get like the proper puppy experience with my lord by the time we got him he was like four months so he was still quite a big dog but like nothing could have prepared for me for the the utter chaos he unleashed yeah. on my life nothing <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired all the time. Oh. <laughs> are you um are you having to do like puppy training with him? So actually at the moment, while why he's not like literally sitting right next to us here, biting the microphone, making our lives a living hell, <laughs> is because he is at a behavioural specialist. Oh. And I feel so bad saying this because I make my 
lovely fluffy boy sound like a nutcase but he's <laughs> he's just a normal puppy and they are so especially labs in particular like mm. high energy super ram- yeah. yeah super rambunctious and i walk them i give them two 45 minute walks a day and the only person who's tired at the end of it's me <laughs> like he is so still like raring to go um so there's a couple bits like he has got to the adolescent stage very quickly mm-hmm. and he's starting and that's when they get a bit cheeky yeah cheeky i can handle like i don't mind the odd chewed slip out but he think but like i don't know how much i can say because obviously primark's a nice podcast isn't it but he's basically thinks mommy's his girlfriend oh, no. oh, yeah. shows you a little bit too much affection i don't know if it's me hair or what because we're similar colors but it's just honestly so upsetting because i love him so much from like a maternal perspective like it's a very it's 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 not the love he wants, evidently. So I've had to send him there so he stops doing it because it's making us really sad. Bless him. <laughs> I, th- I think maybe uh, you're spoiling him a little bit too much. No, I think he's obviously just grown very attached. Yeah, that's what it is but over doesn't, lockdown. doesn't do it at Urkan. It's really upsetting. Oh, wow. Um, you're obviously a very fashionable lady. Um, what is your favourite room out of the glam room, the boot room and the wardrobe? Oh, God. So the boot room is more of a necessity than it is like a favourite feature. <laughs> like we just used to kick our shoes off at the front of the house, but he's got, yeah, he's got a real thing for for, for shoes like he done me he done me Ugg slip as the other month which was a difficult pill oh, to swallow yeah comfy. oh no he, know, he knows his stuff as well like so far he hasn't he hasn't chewed anything with red bottoms but I swear he'd be straight back to Romania if he did that like <laughs> Milo is massive right even though he's only seven months he's He's huge. He's the size of like the average sofa. And he just like <laughs> bounds up to people with this like puppy excitement. And obviously I just Aww. assume because I'm such a dog lover, everyone else is. But of course, like people are quite hesitant around dogs. Yeah. So when people like step, step this, I had a delivery man the other week in the street and Milo's just running around because it's gated. I, I let him have a bit and everyone knows him in the street. I yeah. let him have a bit of like free time out there as well. And this fella was like, can you control your dog? And I was like, excuse me I was like has something happened like has he has he scared you has he bit you he's like no just put him on a lead I was like honestly mate he is a Labrador not a lion you need to grow up you need to grow up I was like give us me parcels and get out now don't come back either it's a good job you got your parcel before you said that because he uh, could have kept it mate honestly by this stage I was so furious I thought you come in my street and tell me to control my dog with your silly little package get out does his fur get everywhere because you've got quite a immaculate house from what I've seen so is that something that gets on your nerves so so not so much me George like I think I don't know if people would know this about me or not. Like, if you've got any sort of relationship about me, you'll like with me, you'll know this straight away. I'm really messy. I'm <laughs> so messy and so chaotic. Like, my life's very fast paced. So I think nothing about just like leaving a suitcase in the office and grabbing a new one and packing it and going out. And like, I don't think anything of that. But all these like tiny little things I do drive Urkan absolutely insane. Oh, really? He's such a neat freak. So. When we got the dog, he was like, 
because like, I would lo- have loved a, like a retriever rather than a Labrador. But again, that's just like longer hair. So yeah. Erkan was like, no, 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 we can't do it. Let's just get the lab. Um, anyway, so Milo's hair just gets absolutely everywhere. Oh, and he's no. just storms around the house all the time with like uh, his little Dyson cordless hoover, <laughs> just looking furious. Like, and I'm like, I don't know what you want us to do. Like he's a doggy shed and he's just so angry all the time. But I like let Milo on the sofa. I let him in the bed. I, sometimes I just think I'm doing it to wind Erkan up, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I do have to say, I've seen the insides of your utility yeah. room. You are so, you say you're messy. So is this Erkan who's made, he's put all your tablets oh, that was in, in a, a basket. Is that you? That was me. Was actually? So I, well done. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually you know what? <laughs> Very good. That is that is organisation levels like a hundred. And then on the top shelf, you've got like in colour order these different yeah. like fluids. You've got like a red one. A gr- oh my god! Yeah, we were, we were just fangirling over your like, yeah. home account. We're like, oh, look how organised the utility room is, and like, oh, she's got the tablets <laughs> in the basket. <laughs> oh gosh, I feel like such a fraud. You should see it now. It looks awful. All for the gram. All for the gram. <laughs> Um, you've got your walking wardrobe. You're obviously a very fashionable lady. What do you prefer? Because you've obviously been on holiday recently, so you get to have all the beach wear and the holiday clothes, all that jazz. But now we're going into like autumn. Are you ready for like the autumn wardrobe? I am such an autumn fashion person. Like I think oh. given that I'm like obviously very northern um, and we don't often get a lot of sunshine and stuff like I struggle with the heat so much like <laughs> even just moving to London I found to be a huge culture shock like the first year I did it I just stayed in my hotel for like three months <laughs> in the summer with the aircon on like, I only left when I had to like I was just sweating my tits off for three months <laughs> I absolutely hated it but yeah I am um, I love autumn fashions like I was so excited to come back from Ibiza because I was just like right that's it I'm putting I'm vacuum packing all my bikinis like everything yeah. is going away so long to my sarongs and hello <laughs> to like big coats and knee length boots and mittens and hats mm. oh I love a good hat man you've mentioned that you you like sort of letting yourself actually enjoy life before holidays which I think a lot of people struggle with and they get themselves into this routine of making sure that they're you know not eating and, and just so that they yeah. they can fit into these things that they've bought which I mean that's a, it's a really great mentality for you to have I think oh thanks George honestly mate like don't get us wrong I've definitely done the whole like oh god I'm going away and I'll have to go to spin class in the morning and do Pilates in the afternoon and survive on like nothing but a green juice and giving birth to an avocado like I've definitely (laughs) done these things in the past but they never brought me happiness like they never made me feel any better on holiday like if anything the minute I like step foot on that plane I'd sort of feel I'd sort of go wild and think I was on spring break because my body was just like thank god like give me all of the mini cheddars and like fuck oranges so no I I think part of growing up is like sort of realizing what's important and for me like I used to think if I could be a certain size or reach a certain number on a scale that would equate to happiness or success or something and like you know I got really small a couple times and never made us happy yeah. Like what makes me happy is having like lovely people in my life and, and being kind to people and like enjoying my experiences and yeah. and sort of all the rest of it. So and for me, like I'm a huge social person. Like so much of enjoying life is 
is like having a nice drink on a Friday night with your lasses in a bar or yeah. like sitting and having a takeaway with your fella on a Sunday or like, I don't know, a pub lunch with you, your dog and your family. Like those, to, that's what life's about to me. So I, I, I kind of made a, a conscious effort in my thirties to just stop being so mean to me body. And the minute you start doing that, like, oh my God, you realise like how much of your life you have hated your body and how yeah. you look and everything. And that's just such a waste of time and so detrimental. Like life is for living and bodies mm. are all meant to look different. So once you accept that and start celebrating your lumps, your bumps, your squishy bits, you start to have like a really nice time. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've written a book, haven't you? Like this, I this, have. Is it out in January? Is that it right? It is. God, and you've done your homework. No, because you were talking there and I'm like, I love that it's so, it's very inspiring because you're obviously very, it's, we need someone to be that passionate about like, and just also you have such a huge platform and you're a huge role model to so many girls and guys out there. And it's like having the confidence to be like, do you know what guys, we just want to have a packet of Doritos before you're right to go on holiday. It's totally <laughs> fine. But yeah, so the the book's out in January, is it The Secret to Happy? Is that right? Yeah. It's called Vicky Patterson's Secret to Happy. And it was, it was kind of born from me podcast, which is obviously called Vicky Patterson's Secret Too. Um, and like, I just, it, we talk about all sorts in the book, like family, relationships, heartbreak, career, um, love life, your relationship with your body, positivity, all sorts. And it's like, I suppose I kind of describe it as like the anti-self-help book. Like <laughs> I'm not, like I never set out to be a role model for anyone. Like, God, how hypocritical would I be? Like telling people what to do with all my grazed knees, you know? Um <laughs> But if anything, it's like a, it's meant to feel like a hug in pages. I just want every Aww. every woman who reads it, who's going through like any sort of thing, whether it's she doesn't love her body, she is, is, is single at 35, like anything that sort of might cause stress or anxiety to a woman. I just want them to know that they're not alone. Yeah. Um, and that we're meant to, we're meant to have grazed knees, we're meant to fall over, we're meant to make mistakes because that's all part of life. So I really hope everyone loves it as much as I do because I've been working on it all summer and I, yeah. <laughs> I do really love it. It's a nice book, I think. So yeah, January for that one. I feel like it sounds so much more accessible as well than someone going, this is how you need to live your life and like yeah. instruction manuals. I always feel really intimidated by things like that. There's definitely, I've seen it in my diary the other day when I was just scouring, um, there's an audio book record. So you're going to get to hear, hear the book in my dulcet Geordie tones. <laughs> I love it. I will definitely be using my Audible credit for that. <laughs> I love that. Do you know what? Like, I, like it's, it's very particular, the voices that you use in yeah. Audible. So I'm glad it's yours because if it was someone else and I'm reading your book and I've heard your podcast and what you sound like, if it was someone else, I'd be so disappointed. Vicky, <laughs> if you could choose any person to be on the Calm Sleep app to listen to while you're trying oh. to get to sleep, who's it going to be? Oh God, that's a really good one. Um... <clears throat> Uh, who's got a really soothing voice? Oh, do you know whose voice I absolutely love? And I just mm. don't hear it enough. Ronan Keatings. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit yeah. disappointed you didn't say Duncan Bannatyne, to be honest with you. I thought that he might have made an appearance really? in your shortlist. Why him? <laughs> I, I did think, used uh... to love him when I was in the jungle. <laughs> I fancied him a bit. Did you? <laughs> it, was, it was slim pickings in the jungle. It was him or George Shelley, so I just <laughs> went for... <laughs> Fern had a Fern had a close into George Shelley, so I thought, no, I'm going, I'm going to take one for the team and go for Duncan Life. <laughs> He's got quite a nice voice, though. Fairly soothing, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, do you know what? Us Scots get a hard time. People from Scotland get annoyed with me sometimes because they think I've got a bit posh now being on the radio. And I said, I didn't say ghetto the other day, so I, because I'm in Glasgow, I would usually say ghetto rather than... Yeah. 
girl, how you would say it. And I said, girl, and they were like, you, you're not Scottish anymore. Oh, oh I, did that, did you, did that upset you a bit? Because I hate no. it when people say I've lost mine. Bless poor Erkan, he's like Turkish, Cypriot <laughs> originally. Um, but he's like born and bred in like uh, southeast London. But he talks so slow. Like, he's like, all right, bye. Like, really? And everything's long and drawn out. And I'm just sitting there like, will you get to the end of this sentence, mate? Because I go like a million miles an hour. And then if I, heaven forbid, I've been up home with all my pals, I come back down and he just sits there and he's like, I've got no idea what you're saying. Like, he's got no clue at all. So I've had to slow down and soften my voice slightly, not just for Urkan, but obviously for like other things. And yeah, people on Instagram are like, where's the Geordie accent gone? And I'm like, if you heard what 38 times a day, you'd soften your voice and all. <laughs> torture, man. I cannot win. The best thing, I real honestly, like the fella who built our housing development is such a nice man. He's got Isa. He's Albanian. And okay. um, like whenever I need him to do anything on the house, I, I, I have to ask. I've got I've come to the point now where I know I have to ask Erkan to do it because I'll stand there talking to him and I'm like, it's just dead easy. We just want to know if we can bring that beam down there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like we just want that little bit done. Shouldn't be a hard job, mate. It'll be absolutely neighbor. <laughs> and like I just look at his face and he's just smiling at us and I think, you've got no clue what I've just asked for, have you? <laughs> so now like Erkan has to act as almost like the translator, like the middle man, because I'd end up with like something done to me house that I didn't want to do if he just went and did what he thought I asked for. Yeah, you, you don't, f- don't get him to design the cinema bar. No. <laughs> You'll end up with a swimming pool. <laughs> I'm having all the fun. (laughs) But also you you mentioned your Instagram about like you do the Instagram versus reality, which is like so brilliant because it's just pure honesty. And I think people would clock that if it wasn't your voice, wouldn't they? Like, because we have so, we're so, we know your voice. We know your honesty on your Instagram and your socials. And I think it's really important that you've been able to do that. Yeah, honestly, like I, like I know Instagram gets such a bad reputation and like I'm all for like slagging it off and whinging about it when people are mean to me on there. But it is like such an amazing platform that can be used if you use it responsibly it could be used to like motivate inspire and make other people feel better about themselves so yeah I for years Instagram made me feel bad I was constantly bombarded with unrealistic images of perfection that I felt like I could never measure up to and subsequently I felt put under so much pressure to be something I wasn't um but no I I always try and use it now to kind of make everyone feel like they're not alone and we're sort of all in this together and all girls have periods and we all have hangovers sometimes and sometimes we're, we have down days and sometimes we do have spots. So I always just put things like that up because I, I want women to know that we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any any particular female inspirations that come to mind on, on your own Instagram that you like to follow to... Uh... Ooh. To, to look up to um so on instagram i love um there's a lady called and i don't know if i'm saying her name right um so I'm, and obviously I, I think i'll probably butcher it with my geordie accent but it's like dana mercer um she's in she's incredible she does a lot of the instagram versus realities and shows you how um how uh influencers pose in order to get like that specific Great. specific yeah. body shapes and stuff and then she busts like the myth you know she's like this is what i look like sitting down but when i've pulled my bikini bottoms up my bum and, and wiggled my body this way yeah. i look like that so i think that's really important that message is great um i love people like stacy solomon i love people like yeah. um 
I love Courtney Black. Um, there's so many people on Instagram who are like blazing this incredible trail um, and showing like honesty and like love for their bodies and stuff. So it's, it's, it's out there. Like we just have to stop consuming this like oversaturated perf- perfect sort of image because that does nothing for anyone's mental health does it and a lot of the time it isn't real no man you know that's thing we got and it's so nice because i think in countries now they're actually banning Mm. like filtering things or if you have edited things you have to state yes like it will state that you've done it which i think is really good i do think instagram and like all of those sort of like social media giants do need to step up and take huge responsibility for this culture they've helped perpetuate like i like even sort of like the trolling and stuff like and I know they're making some conscious steps now but in my opinion it's honestly just far too little too late um I do think they should get away get rid of likes completely I don't think that's what it should be about like I do think if you report a comment that person should be investigated you know like I just think we there's a lot they could be doing to make it a safer space in particular for young people um because I'm so grateful and I don't know how you guys feel about this but like I'm so grateful I didn't grow up with with Instagram and social media like makes me so happy all the time I was actually allowed to be a kid um I was literally at my mum's the other week right and she's moving house so we were emptying our garage and we stumbled across all the old photo albums and you know what it was it was like those five pound disposable cameras it was was all my pictures from nights out with my pals with them and I've got straws in my hair and more more often than not I've got my finger over the flash so you cannot see now and but I looked through these pictures of my terrible lip liner and blue eyeshadow and felt like so happy to have those like lovely funny nostalgic memories and now like are kids having those moments or are they just pausing and 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 hoping like they get likes on instagram like it made me sad thinking they're missing out on those silly stages we've got towards the end and we always ask our guests this one question and that is what does home mean to you oh that's such a nice question um home is where you're happy home is like and I don't want to say home is where the heart is because I'm pretty sure that's probably copyrighted to death um but no home is where you're happy it's where you can wear no makeup and wear no bra and just feel (laughs) so comfortable and content um it's where it's where you it's it's where you feel your happiest um and I, I think that's something that definitely happens again more and more as you get older like the desire to be out and about and and you know around surrounded by loads of people I think that dissipates as you get older and you just want to be in your lovely house with your nice dog watching 101 Dalmatians because that's his favorite (laughs) (laughs) he loves it he sits and watches it and wags his little tail man it's so canny Yeah, and I just want to be eating a Chinese and cuddling her can, so... Oh, I think that's really lovely because, I mean, what we always hear about when we're talking about homes and when there's articles about a home, it, it's always about the things inside them. It's not about the people and uh, and, and the atmosphere inside them. Um, but I do kind of want to know if you could only keep one thing in your home as well, what would it be? Um, so my home is not as... I've I've listened to some of your episodes and seen some of these and people have got fantastic bits in their home. Mine is not as established mm. as everybody else's, so bear that in mind when I give you my answer. Um, <laughs> I have a brand new um, long... I'm actually on it right now, um, long like dining room slash kitchen table and it was bespoke and it was handmade and I waited ages for it and I love it so much and it has a long bench on one side and wishbone chairs on the other and I just know at Christmas like it's going to be where everybody's sitting around and everybody's laughing and we're making lovely memories and for me like 
it's become so much more than what I originally thought it was. It's like, it's where I work. It's where I have breakfast with Erkan. It's, it's going to be like, I don't know. It's just going to, I know it's, and hopefully when I have kids, it'll be like where we sit around and have family dinners too. So it's the hub of me house and it's definitely my favourite thing. Oh, I love it. Vicky Patterson, honestly, you've been so amazing. I'm actually really happy that we had you on our final episode. Aww. Like, our finale of <laughs> yeah. series two. Me too. I love it. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Like, such a pleasure. I'm sorry it was a bit stressful at the start with me headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. It's all made part of it. It's like made us even feel like we're actually in your house. Like, that's what we're We're all around yours. And where can we keep up to date on everything house-related, everything book-related? Yeah. Drop your socials. Oh, really? That's really nice of you. Okay, so I have a home account. It's called Oaks underscore house. Um, and I, I'm i getting really into that. I'm becoming one of those knobheads. Um, and, <laughs> and then also I have my own Instagram account, which is just Vicky Patterson. It's dead straightforward. And if you do want to listen to my podcast as well, I've got a podcast called The Secret 2 Pod. Um, you can follow that too. So I am active on socials. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that Oaks home account is one of the best things ever. My yeah, favourite. I'm like, oh my God, I've just done this. And have you seen the Fire pet and, yeah. oh, look at the cleaning products. My favourite post is like the cocktails you've made with the, uh, the fruit pastel ice lollies. I'm definitely going to oh, do I that. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, oh, babes. So, that's so tonight. Good. That's tonight. That's literally my Thursday night view. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no, thanks, thank Vicky. You. And that's it. We've had an absolute blast in a series of All Round Mine, haven't we? We have indeed. And uh, don't forget to follow us to hear updates on future episodes of All Round Mine. Ariel, it really has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, George, the pleasure is all mine. Of course, thank you all to our fabulous guests. They've been so good this series, haven't they? And mm. um, I've had so much inspiration from my home. I know that like, you've just moved into your flat. You've yeah. got loads of things now. Yeah. Since the beginning of this series, you've you've filled it out, haven't you? Yeah. And it's been amazing to get to know uh, the lives of our faves behind closed doors. It has been, although I haven't taken Abby Clark's advice and I've not uh, got a horse head anywhere <laughs> in the flat yet. <laughs> but we've also had Danny Dyer's sausages, Melvin O'Doom's cowhide bath, which I am planning on investing in in the near future. Oh, really? Yeah, I wish we could do it all again, Ariel. So bougie. <laughs> uh, there's a few people we'd love to shout out because this podcast would not have happened without them. Assistant producer Lizzie Frisbee, producer Naomi Oiku and executive producer Alex Lawless. Production manager Jen Mystery and production coordinator Lily Hamley. Engineers Gulliver Tickle, Josh Gibbs and John Scott. Thanks to Chris Skinner, Mark Rivers, Abby Wood, Shana Baker-Casey and Siobhan Donnelly. Video editors Carisha Miller, Emma Gill and Tom Jones. This podcast would not have happened without all those wonderful, fabulous people.